Kane and J-Man show is here tonight. We have baseball. We got college hoops. We got some Lamar Jackson. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Tan and J-Man Show Nation. How you doing tonight there, Tan Man? Doing good, J-Man. Did you realize yesterday, four years ago yesterday, was our first live podcast on the ISC Sports Network? I saw that. Uh, I had a memory on Facebook pop up that it was four, four years ago. We've been on ISC longer than we've... Uh, we're not on ISC. Yeah, we've done three. This is episode 332. And, oh, I wish I would have screenshot it because I don't remember what episode it was that aired for the first episode on the ISC Sports. I could probably figure it out by doing math in my head, but I'm off the clock. I don't need to do math right now. I was going to say, so. Tanner and math usually doesn't end very well. And I work for a bank. <laughs> At least you're not crunching numbers. <laughs> That's why I just say, tell them, give me something. I'll try to make it look good. Oh, man. Is it sunny there? No. It is sunny here. No, it was really nice yesterday. But today's more of that drizzly, overcast stuff that's been past week. Yesterday was beautiful. Yesterday was darn near 60 degrees. That's nice. Yeah. Spring is here, which means baseball is here. We have the Masters coming up next week. Next week. Yep. Yep. Wonder who you're gonna pick. I don't know. Well, um, we do have some new merch on our uh, on the Tan and J Man Show Store dot com. Um, Let me pull I that up for everybody. I can do that here. I think. I screwed up and was gonna order. Um, and I'm taking Rory's shirt uh, for the Masters, but it wasn't supposed to come in till April 10th. So. Yeah, we we don't have uh, we don't have. What am I looking for? Control of. Control of shipping or anything sure. like that. So yeah, here's some designs and here's some new, new ones right here. There's the one J Man's taking, taking talking about. I'm taking Rory on the front, Tan and J Man show logo on the back. We also got some snapbacks. We got some trucker style hats, and we got some beanies. I know weather's almost done, but uh, you can yeah. keep your head warm year round. The bald men, as in J Man, um, <laughs> will wear a beanie. Um, Quite a bit. You'll you'll see me in the Tan and J Man show beanie um, all throughout the next winter. Hopefully, I won't need a beanie the uh, until next winter. Uh, but uh, you never know in the Midwest. I need to get myself one of those pint glasses. I've been meaning to get a Tan and J Man show pint glass, and I haven't done it. I got I mugs, say, but I want to say I have one. Um, and book it. You can get a book it t shirt and a hoodie, and we got all kinds of stuff on there. So, yeah. Tan and J Man Show Store.com. And you can use code March 23rd through uh, 31st, which is uh, Thursday. No, Friday. Friday. Yeah, Friday. Got some birdie bogey for me tonight. I do. I do. Uh, pretty simple one tonight. Simple as in not a complex question. I don't know if it's simple for the answer, but we'll see. We'll see. It's the NBA. NBA question. I, I got a one stroke lead coming into the night. Who was the last NBA scoring leader to not lead their team to the playoffs? Last NBA scoring leader to not lead their team to the playoffs. Man, that's a real good question. Uh, because is, it might happen this year. I was going to say, who is the scoring leader? Is it Luka? It's Luka. And uh, the Mavericks are struggling. They, uh, they've the Kyrie went Irving effect. 100%. They went from the fourth seed to right now they'd be in one of the play-in games. Mm-hmm. 
And Luca was originally going to be suspended for tonight's game against the Indiana Pacers after getting his 16th technical of the season. But the NBA revoked it today, so he can play tonight. Yeah, um, Kyrie's made a habit of uh, killing franchises here the past few years. Um, Luca's kind of whiny, and I'm starting to not like him a little bit because he's picking up all these texts. He whines after every single call he doesn't get. It's uh, getting a little pathetic. Just needs to control his temper. And mm-hmm. control his emotions. Uh, heck of a player. Fun to watch. Just needs to, needs to control that a little bit. Birdie Bogey is brought to you by Arlington Public House. Arlington Public House has upscale cuisine and cocktails with a casual atmosphere. Located 703 Main Street in Rochester, Indiana. They had delicious prime rib over the weekend, it looked like. They served from 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. Uh, man, that looks good. Love myself some prime rib. They also had some seafood. Southern yeah. seafood platter, four-ounce beer-battered catfish filet, fried smelt. Is that a smelt? Is that smelt, a... yeah. yeah. Uh, grilled... It's like I'm a not... smaller fish. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm not a seafood guy, I must admit. Uh, grilled shrimp, grilled frog legs paired with dirty rice, collard greens, sweet cornbread, and buttery corn on the cob. Sounds pretty good to me. Yeah. Pretty good to me. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. I am going to try to keep our Facebook page up tonight in the tab because I, I apologize to everybody. I, I've noticed more and more every week people leave comments and questions, and Josh and I are not very good at actively checking it as the show goes on. I, I never check and it. Unfortunately, we don't have the ability on StreamYard here to uh, pull it up, pull the questions up on here with how the stream works, so, or I would do that. What do you want to start with now? You want to talk some college hoops first and then get into uh, baseball? Or you want to do baseball first and then college hoops? Let's talk college hoops first. Let's do it. Final four is set, and it is <laughs> maybe the most unpredictable um, final four that we've ever had. Yeah, nobody nobody saw this coming. I mean, you got you got a nine seed. You got, uh, what, two fives and a four? Or two fours and a five? Two fives and a four. I mean, you got three programs who have never made the Final Four before, Florida Atlantic, San Diego State, and Miami, Florida. Of course, you got UConn there. That's sleeping dynasty of our lifetime. Um, you know, nobody ever talks about them, and they have, what, three national titles Yeah, in our lifetime, and they're going to – good chance they might be playing for their fourth here come um, next next a week from today. Um, and they've, they've smoked everybody. UConn smoked everybody in this tournament, which also – Though, in my opinion, it feels like they're due to get beat. <laughs> if that, yes. I know that sounds weird, but they're just smacking everybody. It's like, all right, when's the when's their stinker coming then? Um, but man, it's if this tournament has shown me anything, and tournaments of the past have shown this to me, anyways. It's experienced guards win yep. in March. Yeah, guard play, guard play, experienced guard, guard play. play. Not only and just guard play, experienced yeah. guard play. Because even um, you know, like Nigel Pack's twenty one. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, older guys, yeah, that have been through the ringer, and yeah, yep. and um, Texas's guards yesterday kind of let them down down the stretch. Uh, Marcus Carden played very well, um, against Miami. Uh, Creighton's guards uh, didn't play very well either. Nimhard wasn't great. Um, that Baylor Baylor Shireman wasn't great for Creighton, and uh, San Diego State ended up winning that one. So uh, you you need these guards to play well. Um, because I mean, Creighton has a great big in, um, Ryan Kalkbrenner, but, uh, the guards aren't playing well, they're not going to win. And, uh, that's proven to be uh, the case. I mean, you look at the UConn years that they've won, 
Um, within the last decade or so, they had Shabazz Napier went scorched earth for like a 10-game stretch. Kimball Walker that entire year went scorched earth. Um, and you can have guards absolutely carry you, and uh, that's why I think uh, Miami might be the team to beat. Well, even when they had a Mecca Okafor, I think Ben Gordon was on that team. Yeah. Um, oh, goodness. They had another big guy named Boom, but they had another guard in right. Char- Charlie Villanueva. But yeah. they had a, they, gosh, they were loaded. Now I'm talking about it. But they had another guard, too, I think, that played in the NBA. I don't recall who it was off the top of my – oh, uh, A.J. Price was young. A.J. Price, yep. He was very young on that team, a former mm-hmm. Pacer. Um, but, you know, they beat a Georgia Tech team. That reminds me, for some reason, a lot of the San Diego State team. Yeah. Tough, I don't know why. Physical. Um, I've, I remember Georgia Tech's big guy, Luke Schincher. I yeah, think, he was a bull was for a little while. Was, yeah, Jared Jack. Jack. They had Jared Jack. Jared Jack was on that team. Yeah. which uh, and, uh, and Will Bynum, too. Wasn't he on Georgia Tech? Yeah, they haven't done anything since. No, they really haven't. Uh, but, yeah, I mean – it's just so many storylines. I mean, Florida Atlantic's a storyline within itself. Nine seed, making the Final Four. Uh, fairly new school. I mean, they were founded in the 90s, but they become decent in football. Now, all of a sudden, they're really good in basketball. It's a school that's only lost three games in the regular season. Um, coached by a pretty young coach who seems unfazed. Um, and, you know, Florida has five or six Final Four appearances. But now Miami has one. Florida Atlantic has one. Florida State has one, Jacksonville has one, and the rest of the state of Florida doesn't have any. Stetson and uh, UCF and USF, um, but it's it's just kind of crazy that the mecca of college basketball right now is in the southern part of Florida, between yeah. Miami, Florida, and, and, and Florida Atlantic. Yeah, uh, Florida Atlantic. This is only the second time they've ever made the NCAA tournament. They didn't even have a basketball program up until like 1989 or so. Yep. Um, and I read an interesting story about Dusty May today. He signed the contract when he was hired before ever looking at the facilities at all. And he walked into the Florida Atlantic facilities and instantly <laughs> broke down crying, thinking he committed career suicide because um, it was such like the facilities are awful. He's like, what in the world did I just do? He was, so, <laughs> he was so excited to be a head coach that he didn't even think about anything else, didn't even take a tour, none of that. And um it's, it's pretty cool five years later that uh, he has them in the Final Four, and this was a basketball program that was just garbage up until he got there. Yeah, and he's he's a guy that's been on record uh, saying he loves the state of Florida. That's where he mm-hmm. wants to live. So I don't think he's looking to job hop anytime soon, unless maybe Florida opens up or even Florida State. Which you know, Florida's coach is brand new this year. Yeah, Lin- he is. Leonard Hamilton's in the 70s in the past right. years. He doesn't look like it, though. The guy's yeah. youngest-looking 70-year-old yeah. I've ever seen, but yeah. and he struggled this year. But So that'll be interesting to follow because, yeah. of course, he's got connections to Indiana University, being a former manager there. And I know a lot of their fans are already thinking if when Woody retires down in a couple of years, maybe he can be the replacement, which I still think if – Michael Lewis is successful at Ball State. I still think that makes too much sense if they want to keep it in the family. Uh, but we'll see there. That's conversation for another day. So we got that storyline. And it's interesting. Within the storyline, they were pretty lucky to beat Memphis in the first very, round. Yes. But sometimes lucky. that's what you got to do. Look at Butler in 2011. Mm-hmm. I, the 2010 team was really solid. But I go back oh, to the 2011 team. Butler team. They should not have beat Pittsburgh in the second round. And that dude fouled 90 feet away from the basket. Mm-hmm. Um then, then you got San Diego State, a team that's been pretty good years past. We saw Steve Fisher have some good teams, especially with Kawhi Leonard. Could never get over the hump. They're the first Mountain West team. 
never make the final yep. four. And Mount West has had some pretty good programs. Um, so, you know, that conference is pumped. You got Miami, Florida. Um, Jim Laranega making another appearance in the final four. First time was just Jordan Mason. Yes, I, I think it was 17 years to the day that he wow. beat UConn uh, to go to the final four. Now he gets another crack at UConn. So a little storyline with himself there, too. Um, but he's done it with an athletic squad that can really shoot the ball, fast guards, a lot of money that they shield out with the NIL, but uh, mm-hmm. it obviously worked for them. Yeah. Football dominant school, but cool to see them have success in basketball. Then you got UConn, like I said, the kind of the dynasty that gets forgot about yeah. during our lifetime. But Hurley's done a heck of a job turning that around because yes. um, Kevin Ollie, he won a championship, but then it went downhill from there for him fast. Yeah, it's it's interesting. If they were to win, that'd be three titles in twelve years, all with different head coaches: Jim Calhoun, Kevin Ollie, and then Dan Hurley. Yet they are overshadowed by the women's program. Although the women's program missed the Elite Eight for the first time in sixteen years this year, so yeah, maybe maybe, maybe the men's kind of overtaken yeah. them. A little bit. Gino, yeah, I mean, in, in, in really both women and men's basketball this year in the tournament, we've seen a lot of parity. And maybe that's oh, maybe sure. the maybe the NIL is creating some parity, which I think you know I'm I'm one on this side. I thought it was going to be the opposite. I yeah. thought okay, the rich well, get richer, you know. So we'll see. We'll still have to see next four or five years how it all plays out. Mm-hmm. Still too early to tell, but it's interesting to keep an eye on. It's interesting for programs like Purdue and Illinois. Even how are they going to go about the NIL and the transfer portal this off season compared to last off season? Yeah, uh, I think Brad Underwood learned a lot after doing it uh, last offseason. He got really good players in, but they did not mesh at all. Right. Um, And so that's one thing he has to uh, figure out. And and they're going to hit it hard, too. Dane Danger announced he's coming back. Sounds like Jaden Epps is probably gone. Um, Sincere Harris, don't know about him, but uh, they're they're, going to need at least two ball handlers coming in in that transfer portal. So, Yep. Um, Speaking of Underwood, he was rumored – Really, really, way out there by Illinois well, Twitter. Illinois fans did this. <laughs> on Illinois Twitter, if you just Google or search his name on Twitter last week, you saw a lot of rumors pop up that Texas was interested in him. Well, that got shut down today because Texas mm-hmm. um, hired their uh, interim head coach. His name's escaping me right now. Rodney Terry. Rodney Terry, so, which I think is the right move, but That's it's an true. interesting move because, you know, they – they probably could have went after Coach Calipari from mm. from Kentucky or any big name really with the money they have down there, but I think it's the right move. We'll see how it pans right. out. Um, it could be a lot like Mike Davis at IU went, but uh, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I actually compared it to uh, Coach Ed Orgeron uh, at LSU. Yeah, he had you did. that great interim run at USC, and then kind of did the same thing at LSU. And uh, he was hired. He ends up winning a national title. Of course, he had. Joe Burrow and Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. I mean, the maybe the most loaded offense in the history of college football. Um, and then he gets fired, you know, two, three years later. Uh, Rodney Terry was a head coach at Fresno State. Yep. And uh, I, I think he coached Paul George at Fresno State now that I think about it. Okay. And um, UTEP, and it did not go well really at either stop. He was like seven games over 500 uh, total in his career um, before he obviously got the interim job once Chris Beard uh, – Got the axe, but uh, yeah, I I think it's absolutely the right move to give him the job. I mean, he kept that team together when uh, it could have gone haywire pretty quickly um, yep. there in December for them. So um, credit him. Yep, yep. Um, other coaching news. I don't think we hit on this last Monday. I'm positive we didn't because I don't think it was announced yet. Uh, Michael Shrewsbury, mm-hmm. who's left Penn State to become Notre Dame's 
head basketball coach after two years at Penn State, got him to the tournament, got him to the second round, which they gave Texas all they wanted for a while in that yeah. game. Uh, do you think he made the right move? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, he, he went from football school to football school. Uh, more, I, I would think he has more resources at Notre Dame. He's from Indiana. He was a coach at IUSB. Mm-hmm. Um, in South Bend. Grew up a Notre Dame football um, fan, I just found out. Oh, that's interesting. Yep. Um, so he probably just wanted to come home. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm sure um, – and I'm uh, I'm sure Penn State kind of gave him a pretty good counter offer too. But sure. uh, the lure of coming back to his home state of Indiana where he has a ton of recruiting ties for one um, should help. But at the same time, he's going to have to jump through a lot more hoops to get kids into his program than he would at Penn State with the academic uh, side of things at Notre Dame. Um, but, uh, I think Notre Dame's obviously a better job than Penn state is on the surface. Um, he, I think he's going to miss that, uh, big 10 revenue coming in though. Yeah. He'll be fighting now with Matt Painter and Mike Woodson mm-hmm. for recruits instead of guys inside the state of Pennsylvania, Jeff Capel. And I don't know who else they Bill, would have fought Bill for. Nova's guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I wasn't even counting temple or Drexel or yeah. LaSalle or anybody like that, but um. Yeah, I think he made the right move. I, Notre Dame's a better basketball job historically mm-hmm. than Penn State's. Uh, probably get a little more leeway. That eh, I don't know. Penn State, you could struggle for a while too and be safe. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, get a seven-year deal, so he's got time. Um, we'll see how it goes for him, but uh, it'll be interesting. I, for one, am very happy he's out of the Big Ten. I am too. He, uh, he was Brad Underwood's kryptonite for sure. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Matt. I mean, Matt never lost to them, but they were still just a pain to play against. Mm-hmm. Now they're really going to struggle. Um, yeah. Lundy, Lundy, jump pros not coming back. And yeah, Pickett's gone. Yeah, a lot uh, of guys are going to leave. Yeah, that's actually one um, job that act, Dusty May has been mentioned. I, I don't know if he'd have any interest interest at all, but he's a uh, guy that I think Penn State will take a look at and probably go hard after. I'd imagine it'll be interesting to see. You know, if he really does like living in florida like he mm-hmm. says he does he could stay at florida atlantic and build them into gonzaga of the south yeah if he, you yeah, can but but the hard sell there is how do you sell kids coming to play in front of like two thousand people yeah it's uh i think i saw a 2900 yeah. seat gym um that's that's not gonzaga at all that's gonna be no. real difficult now boca raton florida probably easier to get kids to come to than spokane washington a lot, lot of money too but will um, they throw it you know will the boosters throw yeah. money will they update they're gonna have to upgrade their resources like in facilities like you yeah. said his his one job's gonna have to be trying to keep kids there because yeah. his roster is super young like a bunch of sophomores yeah uh to maybe hey we get this uh we get this taste of big time college basketball playing in the final four let's yep. go try to play at a high major yep yep but it's just wild to me like San Diego State or Florida Land. One of those two is yep. going to be playing for the National Championship yep. a week from tonight. Yeah, this is the second wackiest Final Four ever as far as average seed goes. The average seed is 5.75. Uh, the wackiest is 2011 where the average seed was 6.5 when you had uh, four seed Kentucky, three seed UConn, 11 seed VCU, and eight seed Butler. Um, and obviously the the most normal, not, not, I wouldn't even call them normal, uh, but the chalkiest is what uh, John Gasway called it. Uh, was the 2008 when all four yeah. number ones. Well, uh, went. hopefully the national championship game next week's more entertaining than the 2011 mm. one between Butler and UConn was, mm. uh, that was a boring, boring one. Yeah. It was a, yeah, it was a stinker. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's interesting. 
Um, oh shoot, I lost my train of thought. Um, well, here I'll, I'll switch to this this question. Did you have UConn in the Final Four? I did. I will okay. pull that up real quick. I want to say I even have him in the national title game, unless I switched it at the last minute. Um, I want to say I at least had them in the final four, though, because man, they were playing some really good basketball. They were. Towards, towards I had VCU knocking them out, so I missed their. Um, and credit, um, actually, I had Texas winning the national title. Close. So I had. Let's see, where's mine at? I had. Um, I had. Wait, this doesn't make any sense at all. Oh, I I, I had Texas UConn, Texas beating UConn, and then Texas um, win the national title, and I had Arizona over Duke. So, I had Creighton in the final four. Almost got that one right, but yeah. that besides that, I, I wasn't I wasn't close. Um, I did have Miami in my Elite Eight, though. That's good. Good poll. Um, yeah. No, I had Houston. I take it back. This is very I, confusing. I had IU beating. We both had IU beating Miami, I thought. I thought we both did. I think we did. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know what I was going to say when I lost my train of thought. It's amazing to see these five seeds in the Final Four because you can argue that the five is the toughest seed to get mm-hmm. through the gauntlet because yeah. you're going to play a 12. And usually that's, that's a – high upset 12 over five if you win that you're probably playing a four you yep. win that you're probably playing a one and then and yeah two or that's three, a, probably that's exactly what miami did they had the most difficult they had to play the best possible seed each time they obviously the 12 but then they had to play the four then they had to play the one then they had to play the two so yep. uh to get there they had by far the most difficult road sure where and- fau got to play a 16 seed yep um and then i don't even remember who they played in the sweet 16 Tennessee, who was Tennessee. a four. Yeah. Um, yep. So, yep, it's back-to-back years. Uh, the 8-9 matchup has made the final, at least the final four out of mm-hmm. Purdue's bracket. So, <laughs> remember that next year if, yeah. if Purdue's not an 8-9 eight, eight, and they make the tournament. Just remember that for everybody that did terrible in the bracket like I did this year. So, I'm definitely, next year, I'm finally doing it for at least one bracket. I'm flipping a coin every game. We did that that one year. Um, we did. We did. That's right. 17 or That's right. I like forgot that. about that. Yeah, it, uh, it it went as poorly as expected. Uh, I was so bad this year. <laughs> I got two of the eight teams in the lead eight. For the, first, for the first time in, man, probably 12 years, I didn't put like a money bracket, didn't do anything for money, and it has made my uh, – Tourney watching experience so much better. So I'm gonna have to uh, do this next year too. I did one for I did two for money, but every one I did, I did the same bracket. I didn't do multiples this year. I just yeah. did one bracket across the board, and it was shot really quick. So within two days, so <laughs> made it. I didn't didn't have to didn't have to worry about it anymore. So uh, any other NCAA tourney thoughts? Uh, I say we pick the two games, and then Let's I got a word it. association for you as Let's well. Do it. Uh, San Diego State and Florida Atlantic for the national title. I haven't watched a lot of San Diego State. I didn't watch any oh, of the God. any of either game yesterday. Um, I was watching a lot, of, catching up a lot of shows on HBO Max and Netflix yesterday. Just lazy day doing that. Um, it's been a great story with Florida Atlantic, but my gut tells me it's coming to an end, and the Aztecs are going to advance to the national championship. 
Yeah. Uh, back in 2020, San Diego State started the year 26-0. and They were one of the best teams in college basketball, and then, of course, everything was shut down. So uh, good good for them getting back. Uh, give me San Diego State, though. They're, they're, they're just tough, man. They have a bunch of grown men on that team, strong. Uh, not going to score a ton of points, but uh, where Florida Atlantic's bombs away from three, so they're a scary – or scary matchup, but uh, yeah, give me San Diego State. <clears throat> and what's the other one? <laughs> UConn, Miami, 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 and UConn. The the one that, even though it's it was improbable for Miami to get there with their road, the one that makes a little more sense with with brand. Um, mm-hmm. um I will go with the Florida school in this one. Give me Miami. I think uh, the way Wong's been playing and and packing it going and their guards, UConn's. Got good guards, but they also got a really good big man, and maybe this is where their uh, guards struggle a little bit. So uh, give me Miami. This will be the J-Man's book prediction of the week. The national title game will be San Diego State versus UConn. I struggled not picking my canes <laughs> here, um, but uh, the way UConn's playing, I don't think they'll win by 20-plus like they have been doing. Uh, because, I mean, Miami was down, what, 14, 16 yeah. in the second half? I kind of wrote them off. Had, they were down 10 with about seven minutes left and came back because of due to their guard play. Um, and, I, I, and Jim Laranega is a heck of a basketball coach, too. Uh, but, uh, yeah, give me give me UConn on that one, and I'll probably pick them again next week if, of course, they make it there. Now, when they're, now, they're now I am cheering for an all-Florida cool. Yeah, I think that would be neat. Yeah, all Miami. Uh, J-Man's Booker Prediction of the Week brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watchering. For life, home, auto, business, renters, workers' comp, and farm insurance, contact Travis at 219-869-4561. His email is travis.watchering at infb.com. You want to get educated? I, I, got, I got word association. Okay, all right. Uh, college Basketball Word Association. So right. I don't think we've done this list before, but uh, I chose the – um, National Coach of the Year from the past Ooh. however many years, starting with last year, Ed Cooley. Ed Cooley, uh, New Georgetown coach mm-hmm. now, which I get it. I, he's getting a lot of flack for leaving uh, a school within the Big East and going to another yeah. school in the Big East, or Georgetown's actually getting a lot of uh, criticism and scrutiny from people. But, eh, I get it. Georgetown's a better better basketball it's school a, than yeah, Providence. significantly better job. Um, but been a good, good good coach for several years, and I'm I'm intrigued to see how he's got to do at Georgetown. He, he he can't do any worse than the guys uh, he's taken over for. Yeah, Patrick Ewing is one of the worst hires ever. And the only that reason why it's not looked at as the worst hire ever is because they had that miracle run in the 2021 Big East tournament. Yep, and and and, and John Thompson the third was second. I think he's the third. Mm-hmm. He did some good work there too. Mm-hmm. Got him to the final four beforehand. So. Uh, my one lasting impression of John Thompson the third was losing to Dunk City, Florida Gulf Coast. That's all I can. That's the only thing I can think about when I think of them. Lost the VCU too. I can. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Mark Few, <sighs> Mister Steady. Um, Is he ever going to win the big one though? I don't know. I mean, man, he. I thought you know his team was a sleeper three seed and they looked pretty solid for a while. Mm-hmm. I got past the UCLA. I'm like, all right, there was their test. Then they just got rocked yeah. against UConn. Um, we'll see what his team looks like next year. He always recruits well. They can always grab some guys from the transfer portal because yeah. Gonzaga's going to dominate their conference. They're going to play in big uh, non-conference tournaments and big non-conference matchups. They're always on national television. So, yeah, but time's ticking. Is he going to win the big one? Yeah, this this is probably the worst Gonzaga team they've had in probably five, six, seven years. Must be so. nice. Uh, yeah, First one yeah. to be a three seed. Yeah, uh, make Drew the lead Timmy, eight. 
Drew Timmy could come back if he wanted, but it sounds like he's not going. Ah, he's been there long yeah. enough. Uh, Anthony Grant. Wow, there's a name I forgot about. Uh, was really good at VCU, and then uh, went to Alabama. Did all right there. And is he with Dayton? Dayton now. Yes, because Dayton was really good with uh, Toppin. Yeah, um, Toppin. And then because you kind of said, you know, San Diego State good to see them back. Doubt Dayton's going to have that magic yeah. again, like they did that year with the. That like literally the flying flyers, yeah. Um, yeah I I have not kept up with Dayton this year or last year, but uh, he's been a pretty solid coach wherever he's went. Um, was definitely better at VCU than he was at Alabama. Uh, Rick Barnes, another good one wherever he goes. I mean, he was at Texas forever. Now he's been doing good at Tennessee, but you know Tennessee's a program that's never made the Final Four. Barnes has only made it once, and that was at yep. Texas in 03, led by TJ Ford. Um. Time's ticking for him because yeah. he's not getting any younger. Barnes doesn't get the type of criticism that other coaches get. No, you he know, doesn't. For not uh, making any run ever. Well, it's amazing when when you get just one Final Four. Mm-hmm. A lot cracks you off your back. Like, uh, I, I, you know, if Matt Painter's lucky enough to get over that hump and get to one, then the criticism is going to stop yeah. because well, yeah, and it and it stopped for Mark Few a little bit too, just right. getting there, and then he got to a national title, two national title games, yep. and they lost. But uh, yep. that did seem to extinguish some critics a little bit yeah because barnes and calipari have kind of taken some of the attention away from painter the last yeah week or so from the from the national critics uh tony bennett tony bennett mr defense uh they're not going to play a fun style basketball they're not going to score a lot of points but he gets it done but talk about a guy besides his Tournament run in, in 2019, which they should have lost in the lead eight, final four, and championship. It was kind yeah. of the team of destiny to pull all those games out and win it all. Uh, struggles in the first round for whatever reason, um, but he's not going anywhere. He's still one of the best basketball coaches in the country. They'll be good year in, year out. Uh, Jay Wright. Good analyst. Um, I think within five years we see him come back. Um, I know he doesn't like the NIL, transfer portal, all that stuff. I think we see him back on the sidelines within five years at a big program. Yeah, he's arguably the greatest coach of this generation, in my opinion. Yep. yep. Uh, John Calipari. Pari. Overrated. Um, great recruiter, but you can make an argument that Kentucky's a school that recruits itself. The brand recruits itself. Um, hasn't won enough with that talent. Yeah. Um, I, you know, he, his teams are constructed a lot like Matt Painter's teams. They, they do really well in the regular season uh, with the post-presence, and then they get in March and they struggle. Uh, but Calipari, man, if I mean, he's he'll be their coach next year unless something wacky happens. But I guess he's pretty hot for next year. He needs to make him run in March. I really think so. Yeah, I, I even remember when he was at Memphis. The talk was, man, this guy can really recruit. But is he that good of a basketball coach? Uh, he gets away. Should have won a national title if they made the free throws. Should have. Yeah, uh, Greg Marshall. Shady, shady, yeah. shady. But he had talent. Look at the look at the guards yeah. this year. <laughs> Two of them, former Wichita State players, making an impact in March. Um, they always had good guards. They had some good NBA players. His best, his best team, though, uh, overachieved during the regular season and got knocked out by a nine-seeded Kentucky team that went that all the way draw. and lost. Yeah, that was a tough nine-seed. That yeah. lost to UConn in the national championship. But uh, good coach, but not a good human being. Yeah. Jim Laranega. Yeah, I mean, I, I never thought we'd see him back in the Final Four. You know, mm-hmm. I thought he had that magical run with George Mason. He'll make Miami a tourney team, but they're never going to be do a ton of damage. 
finds a way to knock off Duke and Carolina more times than not. Yep. Won the ACC this year. Now gets to school to the first Final Four ever. Duke and flat out coach. Bill Self. Does he play by the rules? Probably not, but uh, he can coach basketball. Yeah, he can coach. He can can. can flat out coach basketball. Kansas is another school that's always got to recruit for itself with the brand, but all the dude does is win. That's all he did at Miami or at Miami, uh, Illinois, and Oral Roberts before then. Steve Fisher. San Diego State. uh, Dude won a ton at Michigan, and then he won a ton at San Diego State. Just couldn't get him past the Sweet 16. Um, retired right when it was time for him to step away, really. Um, but uh, good ball coach. Jim Beheim. One that just retired, um, ran the zone defense probably better than anybody. It'd be interesting uh, to see if they run some man-to-man now. I see yeah. they will. Yeah. Um, yeah. It'll just be weird seeing Syracuse not have a Beheim he playing or on the sidelines. Um, but probably top 20-ish coach of all time probably. He he won one title, went to a couple Final Fours. Runner-up in in 87. He might be a top 15 sort of guy. Jamie Dixon. Doing a good job at TCU. Did a really good job at Pittsburgh back in the day. I remember when he left for TCU, I was just kind of scratching my head. I think that's where he went to school. I think that's his alma mater, so it made sense. But I'm like, why are you going to a school that's definitely more of a football school? Because at the time, I could argue that Pittsburgh was more basketball school. It's definitely flipped back Mm -hmm. to more of a football school now. But – Guy can flat out coach, and at one time he was one of the up and coming stars of the college basketball world. But uh, he's definitely arrived. Bruce Weber, <laughs> Bruce, um, he had to be heartbroken to see his Kansas State Wildcats uh, a year removed get to the lead eight and lose. That's the eighth time I think yeah. they've lost in the lead eight since the sixties. Um, and usually it's to a non-power five school or power six, I should yeah. say. They got, from, out, they got knocked off by Loyola, didn't they? They did. They did because they uh, Loyola because or case they beat Kentucky because mm-hmm. everybody thought, yeah. oh my gosh, Kentucky's just sleepwalk, and and they couldn't get it done. And uh, uh, Bruce was a good coach. Just uh, I mean, he had one shot to get it done, and Illinois couldn't do so. And besides that, yeah, um, well, Brucey. Love them. It, it it is kind of funny though. Bruce um, took a team to the Final Four without his players. They were Bill Self's players, and then Kansas State goes to the Final Four with, or almost gets to the Final Four, I should say, with Bruce Weber's players. Oh, Bruce can't catch a break. Uh, last one here, Tubby Smith. <laughs> Tubby Stomp. Uh, talk about a guy who went all over the place. Won a title with with. Uh, Kentucky in the 90s, with Tony Delk, Ron Mercer, some of those guys. Then he's there for a while, then they wanted him out before they went in an awful direction, hired Bill Gle- Billy Gillespie. Um, that was awful. Um, but then he goes to Minnesota, wins a decent amount there, gets him to a couple tournaments. Then he went to – help me out here. Where did he go after him? Texas Tech. With went Texas, to Texas Tech and then, then he High Point. High Point. Where yeah. he went to school. Mm-hmm. So And he even got them to attorney. So Hall of Famer. Good basketball coach, but uh, he wore out his welcome at every stop he went. After a while, yeah, he yeah, good basketball coach, but uh, yeah, as as you said, he uh, had some good years in the middle, but it usually ended poorly. I'll always remember his little two inch vertical after Blake Hoffarber's shot to beat Indiana <laughs> in the Big Ten yeah. tournament. He just yeah, little he, little hop. He he had that little tubby stomp. Oh yeah, that he do on the side. Oh yeah, good list. Yeah, we've never done that list. I like that. I don't that think was fun. Have. 
And that is the Word Association segment, which is brought to you by Like It Is Every Week Performer Print 2 Promo Group. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting, Performer Print 2 Promo Group has over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs, so you need to look no further. Let them be your one-source print and promotional company today by giving Barbara Van Weinsberg a call at 574 210 3815, or you can email her at barbara.vanweinsberg at proforma.com. Now, do you want to get educated? I do. I all do. Right. Need some education. Don't we all? Don't we all? Sporting events on this day on March 27th. Uh, let's see what we got here. A lot of grand national stuff, a lot of ladies' figure skating stuff. On this day, 1931, John McGraw says night baseball will not catch on. <laughs> I think he was wrong. Yep. On this day, 1939, the first NCAA men's basketball championship was played. Who won the first title? First title's got to be LaSalle. University of Oregon beat Ohio State 46-33. Ohio State forward Jimmy Hall was named tournament most outstanding player. It's about the score of Butler-UConn from 12 years ago. On this day, 1945, who won the seventh NCAA men's basketball championship? 45. Was that San Francisco? Good guess. Oklahoma State beat New York University 49-44. Oklahoma State center Bob Curlin was tournament MVP. 1951, who won the 13th NCAA men's basketball championship? No idea. Kentucky beat Kansas. 68-58 was Wildcats' third title. Six-team team field was introduced that year. How about 1971? Who won the 33rd in San Francisco? UCLA championship? for that. U- one. UCLA beat Villanova 68 62 as their fifth consecutive title. Villanova was later disqualified because of in- an ineligible player, Howard Porter. I did not know that. Uh, who won in 1978, the 40th men's basketball? 78. That wasn't Michigan State, was it? That was 79. Um, I don't know. Kentucky beat Duke, 94-88, Qualcats' fifth title. Jack Givens scored 41 points. Uh, On this day, 1991, the NCAA banned University of Minnesota football team from postseason play in 1992. They should do that this year, too. (laughs) Uh, I'd be all in favor. Uh, A lot of PGA... uh, Players' Championship stuff. Um, here's an interesting one. On this day, 1998, Chicago Bulls-Atlanta Hawks matchup at the Georgia Dome in Atlanta drew a crowd of 62,046 people, largest in any game in NBA history. The Bulls won 89-74. Hmm. I'm pretty sure that's been usurped, right? I don't know. That's a lot of people. 62,046 for an NBA game? It's like they've played the NBA. Isn't the Alamo, Dome, Alamo Bowl Dome? Al- Al- Alamo, Alamo Dome. It's not because that's where the Spurs no, play. No, no. I don't think – I want to say that hasn't been passed. I mean, maybe it has, but I don't know. I mean, usually NBA arenas hold 20,000 or so, yeah. not 62,000. So, And that's going to do it for the On This Day segment on this day in 
Mar- in history for March 27th. And it's brought to you by, like it is every week, Mooney Woodcrafts. Mooney Woodcrafts is a veteran-owned and operated woodcraft shop based out of North Carolina with Indiana grassroots. They provide 100% hand-cut custom designs to fit your needs, and their pieces are a great addition to any home, office, or man cave. You can see some of their recently completed projects by visiting at Mooney Woodcrafts on Instagram and Twitter. And if you let them know the Tan and J-Man show sent you, you get 15% off your order. Those signs also make a great addition to baby rooms, which I want to give a congratulations to Mooney Woodcrafts, Thad mm-hmm. and Samantha Mooney for uh, welcoming their second child last week, Absolutely. Everett, Everett to the world. So uh, Thad's hoping he turns into an offensive lineman. <laughs> Hope, hopefully, he's a better golfer than his dad was. <laughs> Just keep it in the fairway, Everett. Don't don't get your dad's slice. <laughs> Terrible time management by us. We should have gone baseball first and then NCAA tournament. But uh, shut up. That's that's what we do. Um, it's what we do. Well, let's get into baseball. If we have any time left, we'll hit on Lamar. If not, we can talk about Lamar next week because I'm sure the saga will still be going on next week. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, I just have one through five in each division, starting with the ALEs. Who do you have winning it? Well, just a second. I didn't know if we were starting with AL or NL, so got to get a hat on here. <laughs> Oh, so then you're going to pull out a Rockies hat um, after I <laughs> predict them to finish fifth. Uh, AL East, I'm going to be uh, wrong with all my AL predictions like I am every year, but I have the New York Yankees winning the division title. Uh, so do I. Uh, Judge Rizzo are back. Uh, Carlos Rodon, they signed him. Uh, Anthony Volpe, is that how you pronounce it? Yes, I don't know it is Volpe, is. yep. The Volpe, uh, 21-year-old, uh, one of the top prospects in baseball, yep. shortstop. Uh, From New Jersey. Top. Yeah, coming yep. out of... Uh, Spring training, you're seeing that more and more. Yankee uh, fans, since he was little, it was actually cool how they did it. Uh, Cashman and mm-hmm. Boone let him sit up a, I think it was a, just a phone on the table, and it sounded like he was going to be told he was going to be sent down to AAA, and then they swerved him and said, uh, welcome to the big leagues. So pretty cool. Pretty, pretty cool. cool for the kid. Uh, I have the Blue Jays finishing second. I do as well. Yeah, they, they should be able to hit. They signed Brandon Bell. He'll be uh, probably DH first base, and Kevin Kiermeyer to help. Solidify their defense in the outfield. Uh, Vladdy Jr. still there. Bo Bichette, good pitching staff. Um, could see them winning the division as well. So it's a they're, really, really good division there. They're, the they're a sleeper to win it all, in yeah. my opinion. I have the Tampa Bay Rays finishing third. I do too. Uh, they'll pitch and play great defense, as they always do. They, they'll never make any sort of big moves, but they, uh, they're always just solid. Uh, I have the Orioles finishing fourth. I have the Red Sox. I hope I, you're right, though. I honestly really wanted to put the Orioles third. Um, Adley Rutschman, budding superstar there. Gunnar Henderson could be the rookie of the year. In the I've United seen him League. projected by a lot of people. Um, Baby birds. Probably third third base, so really good farm system. So I think uh, I think, I think they're good enough to finish ahead of the race, too. I don't know if they'll catch the Blue Jays or Yankees, but uh, a team on its way up. It's been a few years. They had a solid stretch there last year. They kind of caught everybody's yeah. eye. Yeah, almost made, uh, almost made the playoffs, I want to yeah. say. Um, then I have the Red Sox finishing dead last. You have the Orioles. I hope um, you're right, though. Yeah, Red Sox lost Bogarts, J.D. Martinez. They did sign Justin Turner, Corey Kluber. Kenner They're in Jansen. a weird spot right um, now. Yeah, that's an ownership group that no longer wants to spend. And mm-hmm. uh, their uh, GM, I don't even remember his name, is getting um, some terrible threats. <laughs> not threats, but um, the Red Sox fans do not like him. That starting rotation is one of the worst in baseball. Um, I think the Red Sox will lose 90 or more games. 
Uh, that's just my prediction. I hope you're right. Uh, American League Central, who you got winning it? I got the Tweakies, the Minnesota Twins. I also have the Minnesota Twins. Uh, after all of the Carlos Correa drama, as he signed with the Giants, he signed with the <laughs> Mets. He signed back with the Minnesota Twins. I also traded for Pablo Lopez from the uh, from the Miami Marlins. Really good starting pitcher, so they they should be pretty dang solid. Uh, I have the White Sox finishing second. I have the Guardians. Uh, I flip flopped. I had the Guardians second, and then I looked at the White Sox roster. I'm like, man, if they can stay healthy, they're probably better than the Guardians. They did lose Jose Abreu, who's kind of been their glue for a decade. Where'd he go? Uh, Houston. Yeah, of course. Um, did. Yeah, they did sign Andrew Benintendi, Mike Clevenger, who's a terrible human and should be suspended probably for the entire year uh, for what he did. Uh, their team depends on health. I mean, you can say that for every team, but uh, White Sox were so injured last year. It depends on Eloy Jimenez, Luis Robert. Um, their health in order for their offense oh, to be halfway decent. Oh, they should it, be a pretty good team. And Dylan C should should be a Cy Young yes. contender. Yeah. Um, and they still have they, they need Lucas Giolito to bounce back as well. New manager this mm-hmm. year. Um, and yeah, I think uh Tony kind of held them back a little bit last year too. Well, sure. But, and last yeah. year they had bad expectations. That's why I was just kind of being a jerk in my bold prediction saying they weren't gonna make the postseason <laughs> and then they got they proved me right. So uh yeah, they, they should be pretty good. Uh, then I have the Guardians finishing third. Of the yeah, the White Sox. The White Sox. Yeah. Uh, Guardians signed Josh Bell. Uh, much like Tampa Bay Rays, they'll pitch and play great defense. Well, and anytime uh, you have Tony Francona, uh, you're going to be right right there. Yeah. And uh, honestly, in the Central, I think the top three teams are interchangeable. Yeah. You can just, I mean, one, you could, I could see the Guardians winning and the Twins finishing third. Um, I think the bottom two teams will are pretty set in stone. Royals, I have them finishing fourth. I have the Tigers fourth. Last year, the Tigers were my sleeper, like dark horse of my predictions, too. and it was just awful. They were yeah, not good. The Royals and Tigers are interchangeable as well. Um, Royals are a young team led by Bobby Witt Jr. They signed Araldis Chapman. That was their big move, if you can even Yay. call that a big move. Um, they should be better. Good farm system. Uh, Tigers have more talent than the Royals, but after what happened last year, um, Al Avila, their general manager, was just terrible. They do have some young talent, Riley Green and Spencer Torkelson, young pitching staff. So I could see them getting better as the year goes on and uh, passing the Royals. But as of right now, um, I have a hard time putting the Tigers anywhere but dead last. <laughs> uh, American League West, I have the Astros winning it. I do too, unfortunately. Uh, I'm so sick of writing it down every year. Yep, wanted to put the Mariners there really badly, uh, but I couldn't do it. Signed Jose Abreu, as I said. Uh, although Jose Altuve will be out for the first month or two with a broken thumb. They also lost Justin Verlander, but it's the Astros. Next man up, they're, they're going to be good regardless. Yeah, annoying. Um, I have the Mariners finish in second. I did too. Uh, traded for Colton Wong uh, and A.J. Pollock, I believe. Good pitching staff, good young roster that just got better. Um, I don't know if they'll be able to compete for an AL West Central or an AL West crown because the Astros will probably win 105 games again, but uh, – Really good baseball team. Uh, LA Angels have them finishing third. Yep. Uh, they signed Hunter Renfro, Brandon Drury. I'm I'm really rooting for them, especially after the World Baseball Classic, because they got two of the most exciting players in baseball, and they're just letting baseball. them just yeah. rot. Yep. Well, they're wasting two of the greatest talents in the history of baseball. Uh, Shohei is unbelievable. Trout getting older, but he's still unbelievable. Yep. Uh, I, I I just want him to get in because it'll yep. be fun to watch. I think everybody does. Um. I have the Rangers finishing fourth. I did too. Uh, they signed Jacob DeGrom, Nadia Valdi, Andrew Haney. They love to spend money. Uh, now it's they need to always have. Together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Oakland A's will struggle to win 45 games this year. 
uh, they really need to move. Yeah, then that's Oakland's only team anymore. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, San Francisco's right there. Just yeah, I mean, and you can count, you know, Golden State, but they're, they're technically in San Francisco in now. San so. Yeah, yeah. Just just move to Vegas, yep. Where, yep. where where they want to be. Yep. Um, so my playoff teams in the American League, I have the Yankees, yep. Blue Jays, yep. Twins, yep. Astros, yep. Mariners. I have the Guardians. Angels and White Sox. Those are mine. My seven. I have the Guardians, Rays. Actually, I'm, I only did six. I'm putting the Mariners in there. I forgot. There you go. I had six yep. for some reason. There we go. And my American League MVP is Shohei Otani. So is mine. Um, I had Aaron Judge earlier in the day, and I changed my mind because I also have Shohei win the Cy Young. I know it's not going to happen, but I just have he takes over the sport this year. Yeah. I have former Cincinnati Red Luis Castillo winning the Cy Young for the uh, Seattle Mariners because he was great after he, he was traded there. Uh, and then my AL Rookie of the Year is Gunnar Henderson. When I was doing this, I didn't do one. So. Um, these pre- predictions, Volpe had not made the team yet, and I didn't want to change it. So that's a good pick. I mean, you got if you have a good year for a bad team, especially a Rookie of the Year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, NL East. NL East. Uh, where my NL picks at? I got the Braves. I can tell you that much winning it. I do as well. Trade for Sean Murphy. Great young roster. And this will be a bold prediction. Uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. will win the MVP. It seems like I've picked him past three years, but this will be the year. Uh, Spencer Strider is absolutely filthy for the uh, Atlanta Braves. That's my Cy Young. So. <clears throat> Me too. Yeah, Spencer Strider is my Cy Young. Almost goal. won Rookie of the Year last year. Runner-up. Yeah. So. Yep. Uh, I have the Phillies finishing second. I do too, even though their injuries are already a concern. Yeah. Uh, they did sign Trey Turner and Taiwan Walker, but they'll be without Bryce Harper until about midseason because he had Tommy John. And then first baseman Reese Hoskins tore his ACL last week. So uh, he's out for the year. Um, but they're the defending National League champs. I ended up losing to Houston in the World Series, obviously. But, uh, I mean, it was a good roster that got better. So, uh, And then I have the uh, New York Metropolitans finishing third. I do too. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, that pitching staff is absurd, though, with – Scherzer, Verlander, Kodai Sanga. They did lose Jacob DeGrom, um, and they missed out on Correa. Should be a playoff team, but you never know with the Mets. <laughs> I mean, look, they already lost their 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 stud reliever to just a fluke yeah. down to World Baseball Classic. Verlander took two line drives off the calf the other day. Yep. Um, they're going to give Frank Fleming a heart attack. So, oh, no Frank. He's, he he's not a, happy unless he's negative. You know, uh, I, I really hope Darren Ruff does not make that roster his or his heart might. <laughs> I hope he does make it because <laughs> it's worth the content right there. And yeah. That poor guy's on the Devils this week. He's mad at the Devils. So uh, He's mad at the Dolphins. He's mad at the Mets, mad at the Devils. Is he an NBA fan at all? Nets. Is, is he a Nets fan? Oh, yeah. So great. That was fun with the Kyrie oh, stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how the guy hadn't oh, fell over yet. Man. So. Yeah. Uh, I have the Mar- Miami Marlins finishing fourth. I do as um, well. Yeah. They, sh- they should pitch really well. I mean, they have the defending Cy Young award winner in Sandy Alcantara. Uh, o- offense is offensively bad. It's awful. Just terrible. Uh, then I have the Nationals finishing yep. fifth. Uh, they'll be one of the worst teams in baseball this year. Especially they got their World Minnesota. Series a couple years ago. Yeah, they're coasting now. Uh, National League Central. I got the Cardinals. I also have the Cardinals uh, signed Wilson Contreras, who is now uh, public enemy number one. In, yeah, uh, he's not going to get a nice ovation when Chicago. he comes back. Um, Jordan Walker, much like Anthony Volpe, um, had an unbelievable spring, 20 years old. 
Uh, he made the uh, St. Louis Cardinals roster out of spring, and he is potential rookie of the year. Uh, they have one of the best rosters in Major League Baseball, and I absolutely hate it. Uh, second, who you got finishing I second? I got the Brew Crew. I have the Chicago Cubs. I knew that was coming. I, I put them in my playoffs as my bold prediction, even though I didn't really believe it. But the closer we're getting to the season, I don't know if it's just early season optimism, but uh, I like what I've seen so far uh, from this roster. Um, they'll be better and could surprise people, but – Man, if Cody Bellinger can return to fifty percent of what he was, he's an he's the absolute wild card. If he's fifty percent of what he was, they have a chance to be pretty dang good. Uh, they should pitch really well, play great defense. Their uh, middle of the diamond defense is probably the best in Major League Baseball with Horner and Swanson, and then Bellinger in center. Um, offense is a concern though; they don't have much power in the lineup. And the one guy who has consistently good power is a bad hitter in Patrick Wisdom. Uh, say Suzuki will probably be out the first week or two with the oblique strain. He is starting to hit in the cage, and it sounds like he's getting some simulated work in. Should get into games, probably an extended spring training over the weekend. So hopefully he'll be back within a week to ten days. Um, Hayden Wisniewski, uh, who they actually traded for uh, when they traded Scott Efros to the New York Yankees, uh, potential rookie of the year. He was great when he came up, had a fantastic spring, won the fifth starter's job, and so uh, – I think they have a chance to be better, and um, we'll see how I feel in three weeks. Do you think it's? Do you think Ross has to make the playoffs to save his job, or do you think he just has to winning record and? Be I don't even know if he needs a winning record. I no? just think they need to show a little bit of progress, uh, which progress would be a winning record. But um, yeah, I, I I honestly don't know if they don't make the playoffs. Maybe Jed Hoyer's gone, um, and which means a new guy will come in and probably fire Ross anyway. So. Uh, I have the Brewers finishing third. I have the Cubs third. Uh, they'll pitch well, but that offense has been bad for a few years now. Uh, Yelich is probably the reason why their offense has been bad because he has not been. Um, ever since he fouled that ball off his kneecap and fractured his kneecap, he just hasn't been the same guy. It's true. Uh, I have the Pirates finishing fourth. I do as well. Uh, they're semi-interesting for the first time in a while now with young talent like O'Neill Cruz in the big leagues. Um Better pitching, still have Brian Reynolds. I need more from Kid Ryan Hayes, but uh, they'll be better. I don't think they'll be great by any stretch of the imagination, but they'll be better. And then we both have the Reds finishing fifth, right where they belong. Um, <laughs> they're they're bad, uh, but they have two really good young pitchers in Hunter Green and Nick Lodolo. A great farm system as well. Things are looking up for the they'll Cincinnati Reg Legs. But, uh, Kid Griffith Jr. is their fourth highest paid guy in their roster this yeah. year. He's 53 yeah. years old. He's been retired for a decade. 100 pounds overweight. Yeah. Still hit the ball, though. He, he can't. That that was really cool, watching him hit BP and Team USA is just, like, looking like little kids. Of course, they were little kids when yeah. he was uh, doing his – Swing uh, speed's just a little slower than it used to be, but – Yeah, just, yeah. just a little slower bat speed. Uh, NL West, who do you have winning it? I have the Padres. Me too. I have the San Diego Padres. Xander Bogarts entering that lineup. They have the best lineup in Major League Baseball, bar none. Uh, good pitching staff as well, and I think they're the best team in uh, all of baseball, mm-hmm. if I were to guess. Uh, the Dodgers finished in second. Me too. Uh, still a good roster. Uh, could f- obviously flip-flop with San Diego. Uh, but they did lose Trey Turner to free agency, and then their projected starting starting, starting shortstop, Gavin Lux, uh, tore his ACL early in spring. A lot of uh, torn ACLs. Yeah, which is weird for baseball. You don't see yeah. that as much. Uh, so shortstop could be a concern. They'll pitch well, though. They'll be fine. Uh, I have the Diamondbacks finishing third. I have the Giants. 
Uh, Diamondbacks, good young talent coming through the system. Corbin Carroll, Alec Thomas in the outfield. I don't know uh, if well I can as, name you a Diamondback. <laughs> Mass and Bumgarner still there. Oh, there um, we go. As well as is he? Not that I say that. <laughs> I don't love him. Uh, as well as catcher Gabriel. Why did uh, I think he was a Ranger now for Moreno. some reason? I don't know. Maybe I'm. Wrong. I'll look it up. Uh, they got him in a trade for Toronto. Pitching is a concern for the Diamondbacks. As I, I think I saw Bumgarner on. He's the still on the Diamondbacks. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's still on Diamondbacks. Uh, I have the Giants finishing fourth. I have um, Diamondbacks fourth. Giants. They thought they signed Aaron Judge. And then they thought yeah. they signed Carlos Correa. Uh, they did <laughs> sign they did sign Mar- Michael Conforto, but they lost Carlos Rodon and Brandon Belt. They're probably not going to be that great. Um, they haven't been that good in a while. So, uh, except I guess two years ago they did win 108 games. I'm not talking about. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. um, and then we both have the Rockies finishing fifth. They're going to be awful. Uh, <laughs> they're bad. They win about 55 games. Uh, horrendous pitching staff. Lineup is bad, and I, they'll struggle scoring runs in Coors Field, which is hard to do. The Moffers um, need to sell a team, but they're not going yeah, to. They, they like to because people will show up because it's a fun ballpark to do. It's mm-hmm. a beautiful ballpark, fun thing to do in Denver. They'll line their pockets. They don't care. They're those owners that don't yep. care. Is yep. what it is. They're always don't. Well, I shouldn't say always because the year, the few times they've made the playoffs, the city's got invested. But it seems mm-hmm. like they are fourth fiddle in the. Oh, for sure. In the, in the city, especially when the Nuggets are good, which they are. I mean, the Broncos will always be number one in Denver. They can go 0-17, yeah. they'll be number one. The Avs just came off Stanley Cup. Yeah, now they're playing good again, and they'll be in the playoffs here in a few weeks. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, My National League playoffs, I have the Braves, Phillies, Mets, Cardinals, Cubs, Padres, Dodgers. That was pretty close to mine. I have Braves, Cardinals, Padres, Brewers, Dodgers, Giants, and Cubs. Giants in there. Huh? I threw the Cubs over the Mets. I didn't. I just don't want to put the Mets in playoffs. I don't <laughs> like them. Uh, my NL MVP, as I hinted at earlier, Ronald Acuna Jr. finally gets her done. And then we both have Spencer Strider. I have Juan Soto because I have that's the, a good. It's a really good pick. Padres doing really well this year. Yeah. Uh, my NL Rookie of the Year is Hayden Wisniewski. Just put him on there because I think he's going to be have a good year for the uh, <laughs> Cubs. Who's your World Series winner? I have the Padres over the Twins. Oh, that was real close to mine. I have the Padres over the Mariners. I think everybody thought I'd pick the Yankees because I always do. I'm not doing it this year. Maybe, maybe that's uh, maybe that's maybe what that's it needs sign. to yeah. needs to get number twenty eight there. So yeah, yeah I mean, Padres. Uh, I just I, this Padres team on paper, and I mean yeah. everybody it, forgets Tatis is probably gonna come back when comeback player of the year. Yeah. This he's year. I, I saw he's playing right field now. And he's just throwing rockets from right field. He'll have the bats, obviously. He'll want to make but, a statement. So oh for sure, especially I mean he had the steroid thing yep. and then the so yep um, and. I want teams and owners that go out and spend as much money as possible to have success. Yeah. Because there are owners that do not care. They're, they're, <laughs> they're, they're going to get the the revenue sharing and they're just not going to spend it. They're just going to pocket it. And uh, those are the owners that need to uh, need, need to be taken out. Those are the owners that don't care about their fan base. Yep. The ones who spend their hard-earned money to yeah. watch the product. Hit me with that bird of bogey. Yes. Who is the last NBA scoring leader to fail to lead their team to the playoffs. I don't know if I worded that quite correctly, but I, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, last guy to win a scoring title, but not make the playoffs. Yes, correct. Um, I don't know, but I want to say Kobe Bryant. You want to say Kobe being Bryant's and you are now two strokes behind my ah, friend. Sure. That is a bogey. 
Any more guesses? Uh, within the last 15 years that it mm-hmm. happened? Mm-hmm. Last 15 years. James Harden? Nope. LeBron James? Nope. That's who I guessed. Um, I have no idea. Steph Curry. I would not have even, for as good as Steph is, I would never even thought he would have won a scoring title for some reason. Yep. Yep. Thanks for watching the Tan and J-Man show. We'll talk some uh, national championship. We'll talk some masters next week. Have a fantastic week, everybody, and we'll be back at her.